Welcome to the Riot Squadcast, episode 27. My name is Ed Rodriguez, and I'm joined always by my co-host, and now, city mate? City mate, Long Beach resident. Chris Tucker, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's warm. It's really warm, and it's really sunny, and it never rains, and there's no ice on the goddamn floor. It's, it's not always flooding. sunny in Long Beach. It's always sunny in Long Beach, sir. I'm, I'm very, you can hear me smiling. I'm, I'm very well. How are well, you? Well, I can actually see you smiling. You can see me smiling. So that's that's a uh, little bit of a difference. <sighs> God, I'm so happy to be out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you back, man. Thank you, buddy. It's good, so to, be, good to be home. So you've been back for, uh, what, two, three days now? Two and a half days, yeah. Already giving a scarf away. So, as is typical. There you go. So how's your uh, three days been? Um, I want to say lazy, but I've actually gotten a whole lot done. We're working on getting the kids in school. Um, they'll be in school down here, obviously in Long Beach. Uh, so picking up registration packets and trying to get uni- school uniforms, just your basic starting off, uh, you know, the details that you got to take care of. So I got to pick up school uniforms and, and shit like that, but... Overall, it's nice to walk outside without a jacket on, and I think I've worn shorts since I've landed. Right. And sandals. And oh, so the other well, thing. Well, they give you when you land in Long Beach, they give you sandals and shorts. Right. <laughs> they check your identification and they hand you shorts and, and sandals. Yeah. Um, no, one other thing that's happened is I became immediately cognizant of how much weight I gained in Portland. <laughs> uh, I I think I tweeted this out like people look at me like I'm in Monsters Inc. I, they look so disgusted and confused at the shape of my body. Wa- just walking down the street. Like, I was at the beach, and someone stared at me like, how dare you be here? Well, that's why you just keep your shirt on the whole time, sir. I, I was fully dressed. <laughs> I was wearing pants and shoes. Like, I, I wasn't I wasn't even speaking to anyone. So, I'm, I'm already working on that. <laughs> they were worried that if you spoke to him, like, a piece of bacon would fall out of your mouth. <laughs> vegetarian bacon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what's, that's what's unfairly cruel. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> Like, I give up steak, and I give up bacon. I shouldn't be obese. Like, that's not fair. Well, you eat, like, cheese well, yeah. on everything. Yeah. Well, ranch like, is also vegetarian. Yeah, so. there you go. But it's delicious, and I got I to gotta get something. But, yeah, working on it, working on taking some LBs down, and, and Erica and I are going to get out running pretty soon, uh, looking into getting some new, some new trainers, some new shoes, and fucking drop some of this goddamn Oregonian weight. Right, man. Well, now you have the chance, the opportunity to run down on the beach every day. Yeah. I'm going to Baywatch it constantly. Oh, yeah. See, again, perfect. Would have been perfect opening for the Baywatch <laughs> theme song. But, well, now you, now you got to worry about being like the rock Baywatch, yeah. where it's like, it's no way you're ever going to be able to get that body. So you said the rock, and I thought about like Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. And like that, Michael Bay escaped from. Uh, did you ever see The Rock? Yeah, of course. Okay, because you're looking at me like I'm speaking. No, I'm language. just letting you go. I'm just letting you go. Uh, you're, you're so tangent about that's the where rock. I thought you were talking about. You were like, you got to worry about The Rock, and I'm like, I can fucking escape from Alcatraz as well now. Like, this is bullshit. What a Scottish man. What about you? I know you were in you were in Vegas for uh, Edna's seventieth. Oh yeah, I was in Vegas for uh, male strip shows. No, you know what? Uh, I'm poor, so hmm. I'm paying seventy dollars for a. Thunder Down Under, sure, sure, a show was not going to happen. What's fascinating to me is the reason you didn't go to a male strip show is because you couldn't afford it. Not that you didn't want to have dick flying in your face. Hey, look, man, I was going to sacrifice my, you know, my masculinity to have my uh, get my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend, my grandma to have a good time. Okay, I'm sure your girlfriend would have had a good hey, time. Hey, man, she she turned seventy, dude. That's that's a big number. Yeah, she only turned seventy once. And happy birthday, Edna. Much love. Keep she's, on breathing. Yeah, she's not listening to this shit. She might be. She's supportive. My girlfriend doesn't. She doesn't listen. <laughs> she doesn't no, listen. she retweets and, and likes stuff. So I like that. I, fucking retweets are all I ask. Yeah, it's the it's the bare minimum, and she she excels with it. So, no, great to be back in Long Beach. Great to be sitting in here with with my man Ed. Great to be sitting in here with at least our one time sit in sound producer, uh, Mr. Joshua Esteban Harubin. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what his middle name is, so I'm going with Esteban. Uh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the reason we we sound so much better today is is due to our, our good friend Mr. Ruben. We thank him for welcoming us into his home and and setting us up uh, audioly. Does that work? Does that work? Call him producer Josh. Produ- he's the seventh producer on this yeah. show. Uh, and somehow all of our content is still garbage. Don't but, worry, we're still not paying anybody. Yeah, still nobody gets paid. Nobody gets he, paid. Ed's gonna charge him half price for a sticker. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best he's gonna get out of this. And we're gonna drink his beer and use up all his electricity. You so get, you get a ten percent off. Yeah. <laughs> 
So thank you, uh, Josh, for having us in and, and allowing us to use all your equipment and, and, you know, taking care of us. So good to be back. Good to be recording. Not the greatest week in the world for the galaxy. Yeah, I was, I was thinking let's get, we're getting all of our positivity out, out now because uh, it's probably going to get really dark right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, let's go into the the uh, Sunday loss to you have Lars business. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. See, That's go, what I'm here for you. I'm here go, for you. I go I go to Vegas for three days and not worry about anything. Yeah, you're still focused on Thunder Down Under. Yeah, you know, um, Lars news. I uh, want to first off thank the Galaxy and the Galaxy Two. Uh, for having their guys come out and, and provide us with burritos in the morning. Um, also, a lot of them hung out with us um, in the section, which was really, really nice. They seem to have, uh, had, from all accounts, they had a great time. I mean, you were there, Chris. So. Yeah, I got to I got to meet uh, Ethan Zubak. I think mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce his name. I'm really glad the Galaxy 2 players came out. I really, really am. It's, it's awesome, and it's a great way to get some face recognition with the fans, especially since they're having not necessarily attendance issues, but it could be better. Um, and obviously the way that the club kind of goes about driving attention isn't perfect, but Ethan Zubak in, in particular, like stood up out of his seat, shook my hand, made eye contact was very, particularly him was very enthused to be there and not necessarily to put any of the other guys down. Um, but, but he in particular was like, Hey, thanks for coming out. Like you should come to some galaxy two games was just really fucking thrilled to kind of be a part of the organization. And I saw your boy, Justin Dillon, who is like... My boy? My, oh, oh, apparently, because Zubak's your new boy now, so you're like, just drop Dylan. Oh, no, no, Dylan, you're still... I love you. I love you. But like... Dylan's old news, man. Bro, fucking yoked up. Like, he was in the joint. Like, put some size on. Well, I mean, when we met him, it was like 17. Yeah, which was what was weird about us going up and talking to him <laughs> and being like, hey, I like you a lot. Hey, man. Uh, Give me your jersey. Take your shirt off and hand it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... No, I, I got to see Justin Dillon, who fucking remembered us. Oh, really? Like I was, I said we, you know, me and my buddy Ed, we came to your game, and I was like, you, you scored a goal and and drew a penalty, um, and, but you know, you had scored from the run of play. He goes, oh yeah, I remember. And you and your your friend, you came up and were shaking my hand and talking to me. I said, yeah, we're just we were both sad to see that you went off to college and and we're worried you weren't going to be in the organization anymore. We're thrilled to hear that you're back. We're keeping an eye on you. We're we're big fans. And then uh, Jaime from the top of 137 did the uh, top five strikers oh, in, nice. uh, in Galaxy nice. history. And then that drew a big smile from him. So it was it was really nice to have him up there. The, the two new guys, the what are they, Cameroon or Ghana or something like that? I think from uh, yeah, I think from Ghana. They ooh, did not really want to be there in the least. I mean, they, they had the exact well, they, same um, body shape you have right now, but sitting in a VIP chair. <laughs> And to be fair, like uh, they probably they don't probably know much of the language. It's a cultural difference. Uh, fuck it. Every culture in the world knows look someone in the eye when you shake their hand. No, there's cultures where if you look someone in the eye, like it's disrespect. What what culture is this? Dude, read Lobby. a book. All right. <laughs> read a book. I don't have a country to name. <laughs> I don't know. I just, look. There's they're African. I have no idea what they're into. They could be into all types of weird shit. Right. All right. Um, let's For the record, it. I was assuming that was Ed's position. That's not how I feel about Africans. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. It's good to have you here. <laughs> yeah, man. It's good to have you back, man. Nice to be in. All right. Well, so let's get into the, into this weekend's loss. Um, pretty frustrating on on multiple levels. Yeah. Um, do you want to just give your your thoughts on the game? It was awful, top to bottom. Uh. We had, I mean, that's not fair. The refing obviously played a role, played a strong role. We had a lot of, we had a lot of instances of lack of effort. Um, I mean, I saw more than a few plays where you see people jogging. And that, for me, that's always down to coaching and that's down to motivating. If you're in the first 25 minutes of a game and you're still jogging around the field, you're either A, not fit to be playing that game or B, your coach is failing to motivate you. Yeah, we saw that a lot on like uh, the counterattacks. I mean, every every counterattack break, you're seeing three people jog back, and that's it. And I and I get that, you know, for some of the players, they're hoping to uh, be involved in getting the ball back and, and going back and attack. But I mean, on a excuse me, on a break where you're you still have a shot to get this ball back. Like if you're all dropping back deep enough, you can win the ball and get back into attack. Right. There was there appeared to be a lack of effort uh, from half maybe more than half of the team and it, and it was it was players you wouldn't expect 
Yella had a couple moments where he was jogging a little lightly. Um, you know, obviously I don't expect much from Steris. Um, Baggio was trying real hard, surprisingly. Um, and not that he gives a lack of effort. I just, I don't expect, you know, anything out of him. Yeah. You're not really expecting him to, to haul ass down yeah, the field. But we had a, we had a lot of, a, a lot of moments where guys were just kind of seemingly, you could have subbed them out and it wouldn't have mattered. You could have started someone else and probably would have got more than they would, they contributed in the game. Right. And that, that sucked. I mean, we can start going through the specifics of, of, uh, how I, how I viewed it, uh, going through the lineup, I guess, to start, um, Diop. In goal, that was apparently, and it's a coaching coach's decision. Yeah, whatever and, the hell that means. And I've got an interesting theory about that. Um, and and let we can run through the whole lineup and then come back to that. But uh, D up in goal over Brian Rowe for whatever reason. Um, coach's decision. Coach's decision. Apparently, uh, Nathan Smith getting a start at left back again. Um, what was it? Nathan Smith getting the uh, yellow Van Dom center back. Uh, Daniel Starris at center back. Rafa Garcia at right back. Alessandrini on the left, then Jao Pedro, mm-hmm. then Husidic, then Legit. Legit, yes, on the right, thank you. Um, Legit on the right, and McBean and Gio up top again. Uh, I thought Diop overall had a as good a game as you could expect. Probably a better game than most of us expected, to be fair. Uh, given that you're having you're having a backup come in in the second game of the season. Who he? If you asked him halfway through the week, he probably didn't expect to start. Right. So, given what we got out of him, better than most of us were hoping for. I my theory with Diop starting was, it looks like we're having some chemistry issues. Overall, first game and second game, we were having some chemistry problems. So, looking at it from an Alfo standpoint, if you already know, given suspensions and injuries and what have you, the likelihood that you're going to start a predominantly G2 backline. If you truly look at, at Diop as a 1A type keeper, you know, Brian Rose, your number one, you're solid, but Diop is right there pushing him. He's your number two. Chemistry wise, it seems to make more, it, not more sense, but I can understand how he starts a G2 keeper who's familiar with that backline, perhaps more so than Brian Rowe would be familiar. Right. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the move, um, but we only gave up the one goal and there was nothing Diop was going to be able to do about that. I mean, it's, it's unfair to judge him for that. Yeah. I mean, you can give him a little criticism for um, not coming out to try to get that ball. Like he usually does. I mean, after that, after that one goal, you saw every single time, if he had a chance to get to the ball first, he was getting to that ball first, but it's like two on one. Nathan Smith probably didn't make the best decision as far as taking one man out of the equation and allowing Diop to kind of press the other one. Um, I can't. I re, looking at that play, and I've looked at that play a, a billion times. I can't. Of all the people, I can't fault Diop for that. Uh, probably could have reacted a little faster, but the result wasn't going to be very different. No, know? probably um, not. And that's not on him. Steris, another fucking howler of a game. Useless. Um, useless. I, I'm so here's so much so that I'm almost done being angry with him. Because I, I just, I know it's coming. Yeah, it's just too much energy. And I spent. know every game it's coming, and it's it's infuriating. And he's like, he is the attacking force. So the corner kick that we gave the goal up, Steris is the 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 last uh, attacker to kind of come up. He's the guy that's running from the back who leaps up and, and tries to get his head on it. Alison Drini is, at least from this game, god-awful on corner kicks. He has no business doing it. Almost kind of reminds me of when Landon used to take corners. And you would just, I mean, any set piece during, you know, 2007, 2000, what, 14, 15, we would get a set piece. You go, oh, well, this is spoiled. So hopefully we don't get a counterattack here. Right. Those are the games that Beckham wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> and you get Landon uh, serving and you're like, oh, it's not as good. So, I mean, Steris, I mean, he is the, presumably now he is the the uh, set piece threat, which I don't really get. He's big, but well, he's he doesn't, tall. but he doesn't do anything. Like, what does it matter if you're tall and you do nothing? So so he's tall, but Alessandrini aims each corner kick at Emma Boateng, who is the second smallest player on the team. Well, and it was funny, too, because you saw every single corner kick or free kick just floated. Over everyone. Yeah. So the, so the goal the goal is started off of a corner kick because it misses fucking almost everyone on the team. Portland collects, knocks it out to Sebastian Blunt. And I'm, I'm this has gone off the rails. I'm done doing the 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 lineup. It's meaningless. I want to yell about this goal now. 
So he gets a corner kick. It floats over half the fucking team. Portland gets the ball, knocks it out uh, to their left side to Blanco. Jao Pedro, who might be one of the worst soccer players I've ever seen in my life, goes to check in on Blanco. And I watched this goal over and over and over again. I had nothing to do today, <laughs> apparently. Uh, sorry, honey. Um, Jao Pedro goes to check in on Blanco, doesn't check in on him. Like, the reason for him not tracking back was going to, to get Blanco. Steps up, steps back, looks at Rafa Garcia, checks in on Rafa Garcia. Rafa Garcia, who is in a position to stop Blanco from going forward more, where Jao Pedro could have continued to track back and did something to break that play up. Somehow, Baggio Husidic, who on the corner kick is the second most forward player, outruns Jao Pedro to get back and at least make an attempt to block this, uh, to break this whole goal run up. Baggio Husidic. Who's honestly probably one of the slowest players on the team. Who I honestly, I thought was 36 years old today until I went to his Wikipedia page and discovered that he's 29. Yeah. Because he told me a year and a half ago he was thinking about retiring when he would have been 27. Like, how, how, we paid. Hey, Ed. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. Whoever made the decision to pay a transfer fee for this guy should be fired. For that move alone. Well, I think uh, the guys are. I think we. Yeah, I think we know who who made who made that decision. Oh, you're talking about Jao Pedro now. Not, I'm talking about not Jao Pedro. No, no, no. Oh, because your last rant was about Husidic, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. I got I got no beef with Husidic. I got for for this specific game. Baja Husidic outplayed a lot of people. That should tell you what this game was. That should tell you what it was like watching that game. Baja Husidic in 2017 outplayed most of the team, and he he ends up getting subbed off for. Uh, for what Diallo to come in after after JVD goes off, which another bright spot, another uh, and a, a bright spot in the overall just dark. It's a look. It's a dark game, and it, it's a, a an overall dark atmosphere. There were positives. Um, Husidic had a had a good game for when he was on the field. Diallo when he was on played relative. I mean, look anything after the the first goal. Obviously, we we were decent enough. We didn't give up another goal despite being down a man. Um, oh, we got to go into that too. But yeah, and we'll, we can we can talk about that. But the lack of effort from some of these fucking guys, having watched that game again, it's embarrassing. I it's mean, embarrassing. I think, I think off off record when we weren't recording, um, you made a comment saying, "Oh yeah, so a lot of these uh, G two players had more of like a fighting spirit than some of these like million dollar to you know hundred thousand dollar players." Easily, I mean, easily. You, you see the effort Rafa Garcia is giving week to week. This is a guy, This is what I'm loving about Garcia right now. This is a guy who is actively trying to take that spot from Robbie Rogers. Right. There, you, if you watch Rafa Garcia play, there is no part of him. He, he's different than AJ, and I love AJ. And obviously, if he's, if he's listening, we love you, buddy, and, and we don't want to say anything negative about you. Rafa Garcia has no intention on giving that spot back. And he's... Ooh. Uh, Rafa Garcia has no intention on giving that spot back. And... He intends to show it every week, and he is going. To, he's going to go out and for, force Kurt Anolfo and force Pete Fiennes and force Chris Klein to give some bullshit response as to why Robbie Rogers is a better option for right back when he's not. He's we're at a point where he's not like Rafa Garcia, someone we didn't want starting in that position, is the better option at right back than the guy you traded your longest tenured player for. Well, not for, but to keep your your. LA Galaxy 2 center defensive midfielder is a better right back option than the guy you bet the fucking farm on. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's an interesting year, man. It's, I don't know really. Well, you, can, what, you can at least guarantee that uh, Rafa's not going to go down every four months with an injury. No, and if, if Rafa Garcia is going down with an injury because some player kicked him, that player is going to die. Like that player is going missing. There's going to be serial season three is going to be about whichever player injured Rafa Garcia. He's going to be found in like some mountainside in the valley. Yeah. Well, if you're lucky, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're absolutely lucky, you might find remains. Rafa Garcia is not fucking around in the league. He out jumped Fernando Adi for a header and got hurt and then hopped back up, went back to work. Well, I mean, that's, and that's, I think one of the, one of the bright spots from Rafa, even though technically he's not sound for that position he's gonna give you everything and def- defensively he i mean defensively he's got it he's got it it's we're moving into the sean franklin world where you're you're good defensively you can break up the play 
people don't necessarily, you know, want to target you too much. They're obviously still targeting Rafa side and I Oh, I'll, yeah. But like but like we talked about it last week, I don't think that's necessarily his fault. I think you're targeting Rafa because if you get past Rafa, you have to go against Daniel Starris. If you get past Nathan Smith, you've got to go Yellow Van Dom's going to eat your mother. Right. So you don't want anything to do with that whole left side. It makes more sense even though Nathan Smith is an absolute rookie and Rafa Garcia is is relatively new to that position. If you get past him, it's going to be much easier to get past Steris than it's going to be to try anything past Yella Van Dom. Because apparently, even if Yella doesn't touch you, you're still going to get a foul called. Yeah, so... That was bullshit. <laughs> going into that, uh, let's let's get into that. That's the the two yellow cards that Yella Van Dam got for, I mean, easily, easily two heinous, heinous dives. Oh, yeah. Well, the first one is Descent. And that's fair. I'm oh, not. Oh, come on! That card was coming out before Yella started yelling at him. Well, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about a captain getting dissent. The captain is the person that's that's uh, selected to be able to talk to the ref when the ref's fucking up. Baldomero Toledo historically has an issue with us. At least it appears that way. This is not his first go round with dicking us around with bullshit. Um. So what? I mean, what are we expected to do? Do we do we just select captains who will never say anything? Or we just tie pillows around our, our feet and make sure that uh, they're comfortable. The other play, other teams are comfortable. We give them I mean, a, a blanket, a hot it's, cocoa. It's just crazy. It's crazy to me that you have a and and they and so this was and I again I watched the game again today. Rafa or not Rafa? Sorry, Yellow was given a yellow card for visual dissent. So he, it's not that he yelled something at the ref. It's not that he you know he called him a a, a baby eater. It's not that he he said anything untoward. Physically, he looked frustrated with a guy who was failing to do his job. And so he got a yellow card for it. Visual descent. So it's so Rafa gave him like a dirty look. Or yellow? Or yellow, sorry. Well yellow yellow puts his hands to his to the temple of his head and he's like, What is this idiot doing? Like he doesn't he's a fuck up. He is the definite if you look up fuck up in Webster's dictionary, Baldomero Toledo, standing right there. That got him a yellow card. <laughs> For, for looking frustrated now. You're not even yelling anything. That's, I mean, that just seems so MLS. Like it's, a, it's, it's, that's it. It's peak MLS. Don't even, don't even look like you're frustrated with someone. He, Everything he, is great. He looked at me wrong, so I, I punished him for he it. He hurt my feelings with his eyes. It's, yeah. it's awful. So he get he gets a yellow, he gets a yellow for visual descent. Um, and then he gets his second yellow three minutes later uh, in the 34th minute for, I've read a couple different things. I've read one that he got it for the trip. I've read that he got it for attempting to break up an attacking play, which is literally his job definition as a defender. <laughs> it's the yeah. stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's literally, literally his job definition. And then I got intent to trip. What? What does that what does that mean? I'm, no, I'm asking you. What the fuck does that mean? He, it means that um, he intended to trip him. And I'm going to punch he, you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to punch you in your pudgy head. Int- I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's just it's just MLS refs kind of dicking around with people and, and making them the stars of this game and, and completely ruining the game. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Well, in, you're changing. You're changing the game in the first thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty-four minutes. You send the best defender in the league off. Yeah, and forcing us to sub off someone who was one of the better players in the game, so that we can bring on a rookie. And granted, that's not Toledo's fault. That's our poor planning that we have to sub Bajo Husidikov, who again, surprisingly, was the best player, one of the best players on on the team for us in the first half. That we have to sub him off for a rookie, so that we're playing nothing but a G two back line. Uh, Thirty four minutes, you have a red card for a player who didn't touch two people. Yeah, is nonsense. Especially, did you see, did you see the uh, the comments from uh, Merritt Paulson and the, t- the Portland Timber fans and and uh, and like social media? No. So you see them uh, at one point. Merritt Paulson is like, "Well, you know, he's avoiding the tackles." It's like, well, you can't really avoid the tackles if you're literally dragging your leg yeah. if you, well, to if draw you, the foul. Yeah. Well, you he look for for what Guzman's tackle? Both. He avoided. He Guzman avoided his tackle so well he broke a bone in his shoulder. So, bang up job. That's what you get. 
Yeah. That's exactly what it's like you were talking about earlier. Shades of Javier Morales and his and his stupid fucking uh, flip after he scored on us. And then it gets called back by the ref for offside and then it's not offside. So, you know, it, it, it's nonsense. It's it's great to hear some. And I don't think Paulson is the one complaining, um, you know, for we'll get into all that later. But um, it's just a lot of bullshit. And it's a it's a lot of typical MLS stuff. Typical, typical MLS stuff. Yeah, because my, my concern is, is we've had two guys in the first game. Mm-hmm. They got suspended mm-hmm. because of retroactive punishment. Mm-hmm. So are we going to see anything for this ref who clearly got two calls wrong and changed the complexity of the whole game? Oh, you didn't hear? Uh, Pro announced uh, assignments for this upcoming week. Baltimore Toledo is the uh, first official for Seattle versus the New York Red Bulls. On Sunday, nationally broadcast, only game of the day. I mean, that's but I mean that's still pending. We, we don't know if anything's even going to come out. Saying but it's that. a marquee game, and they they they've announced his marquee game. Surely they've seen the video. I want to hope so bad that they go back and be like, okay, well, you're fuck up. Yeah, maybe we suspend you for one game. I mean, they do that in make other leagues. A, make him a fourth official, and at least until you investigate it. Yeah, but he's the first official for a marquee game that's nationally broadcast. As the only game of the day. And isn't that the point of, uh, you know, wanting to improve your referees? But we don't want to improve our referees. What we want to do is keep teams from talking about them. We want to keep you from talking about them. Because that's how MLS does things. That's why we still sell out twenty eight or 29,000 or whatever the fuck our stadium size is. That's why... I got the answer for you already, man. That's what, yes, you did. Thank you. Uh, what was it? 25, 6, 11? Something like that. Uh, that's why Giovanni Dos Santos is the team's MVP... Because it's not about it's not about what actually happened. It's about how you perceive it and how you remember it, and tailoring that to to the the fucking story they're trying to tell. That we still have we have the best officials, or we're working at it. Remember, they brought in MLS Pro. The whole point of them bringing in MLS Pro was to keep shit like uh, like Sunday from happening. It's worse, if anything. It's it's worse. There's no accountability. Toledo doesn't have to answer for it. No one who works for MLS uh, Pro or whatever it's called is coming out to answer for it. It's the same nonsense I bullshit. Think that, I think that's the worst of it is that you have no account, accountability. There's for zero. Yeah. And if it's clearly that he gets two calls wrong and he's right there. He's, he's wrong. Mean, he's clearly wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's it, there's there's video evidence saying that he's wrong. But if there's no if there's no one saying, oh, well, you know, we need to find this guy or we need to suspend him for a game to show, you know, to maybe get in, in his head, say, oh, OK, maybe we I need to make better calls or better judgments. Yeah, and then I'm, you know this is the stuff that people are going to argue about the the video refereeing shit. And what doesn't get covered, and and part of the how you you build up this um, this air that MLS fans start to have of like, oh, this ref's biased against me, or these refs are biased against my team. Uh, I I went through again. I went through the highlights t- uh, today. I went through the the game tape today. Twenty second minute, Jack McBean, stone cold penalty, stone cold fucking penalty. Is that the one where he gets the the uh, hand across the face? Where he's like, no, he gets kicked. He is kicked in the leg. He's the reason he trips over. He trips in the box. Twenty second minute. Go back and watch the tape. Baltimore Toledo's eyes are on the play. Nothing. But yellow yellow looks at someone. Yellow looks at someone, and he's sent off in four minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. Right. Stone cold fucking penalty in the twenty second minute. Nothing. So you you get you dismiss. The 22nd minute penalty kick that would have uh, equal potentially equalized the game. And then you send off our captain 12 minutes later. I mean, this is coming off the bat of, you know, the, the week before where we have Jones sent uh, a retroactively punished for a game mm-hmm. for a tackle, a, 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 you know, a bad tackle. It was a bad I, tackle. It's a bad tackle. Um, you have him punished for a game. You have Romney who was suspended, which I've never seen this before, for embellishment. Mm-hmm. You you see these guys get fined all the time for mm-hmm. for diving and whatever, but I don't think I've ever seen or heard anybody punished for, start suspended for a game. Yeah, because of it. Yeah, I've never heard. I I would love to hear of a ref get suspended for his shitty fucking play because he's awful at his job. Because that's you're consistently. Because you're, you're saying with that with with re, what retroactive punishment mm-hmm. is that these players need to be accountable for we're their wa- actions. We're watching you. Yeah, and look, this ref might and look. So hold on, ex- explain this aspect to me, right? So Romney, Romney can get uh, a suspension for a dive, right? And right. Jones can get a suspension for a yellow card that was given in a game. For, in fairness, a harsh tackle. We'll, we'll be the first to say it. Right. A harsh tackle probably deserved to be sent off then. 
in both those cases, the disciplinary committee can come back and say, you guys were wrong. We're giving you a suspension. How does the person who is in charge of that decision originally, how does that ref not then get some punishment? He's failed to do his job. It's the reason you had to step in and do it for him. So Baldomero Toledo failed to do his job at a minimum of three different times that ha- that potentially changed that game. How do you now not step in and go, okay, you're going to, you're going to take a break. We're going to make you, you're going to hold up the, the, what is it? The added time board. You're going to let us know if there's a substitution for a week. You're going to be second official, third official. No rewarded with a marquee game. MLS changes all the rules to benefit the galaxy. Yeah, that's, that's what, what people keep that's telling what everyone me. says. Yeah. So Stonewall penalty. Uh, what's his name? The uh, fucking one bitch. Darlington Nagby kicks Rafa Garcia in the leg, studs up, gets a yellow card into the game or not into the game. Sorry. Into the, the incident. Rafa goes flying in the air. Fernando Adi hits Rafa Garcia in the air. Nothing. Oh, it's a foul back the other way. MLS changes the rules for us. MLS favors the galaxy, benefits the galaxy. There you go. That's the story that we keep hearing. That's a story. Maybe we need another superstar player so that we can even get to fair calls. I'll take fair. I'll take fair. <laughs> You'll take calls going in both directions. Because look, we got a bullshit penalty with Romney and the league came back and rectified that. The league came back and said, yeah, you got a bullshit penalty, but you're going to sit for it. And because you got a bullshit penalty, you're going to have to go, knowing that we have zero depth, you're going to have to go play a teenager in that position because he cheated to get that, that penalty. Right. Do they go back and fix this? No. It's two. It's as of recording. It's Tuesday at what? What time is it? Nine o'clock. It's Tuesday at nine o'clock. We've heard nothing about yellow's uh, yellow's red card being overturned, and and I say keep him suspended. Keep him suspended. If you're going to suspend him for a game, keep Yellow Van Dom suspended. I just want closed circuit footage. Yellow Van Dom, Baltimore Toledo, fucking cage match. Oh yes. Ten minutes. I mean, to be fair, I think you probably have to have. Yella and then give like uh, Toledo make like a, a bat with the you know like wiring around it or maybe a chainsaw. Oh, I was gonna handcuff to make it, his hands. Make it a little well to make it a little fair. Okay, but no, here we go. Baltimore Toledo, Yella Von Dom cage match. Nigel DeYoung, special guest referee. Oh, well, then they're Fucking just gonna both like gang up on him. It's not. It's not so much a fight as it's those two murdering Baltimore <laughs> Toledo. <All right. laughs> That's, 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 that's the scenario you're going with. Yeah, that's not okay. a crime or anything, right? To say that I want him killed? Is that wrong? We're not editing No, this, I mean, so. come on. Right, well, I don't believe it. We're not saying we want him to be killed, just like... I'm saying if there was a hypothetical scenario where yeah. Baldomero Toledo, Yella Van Dom, and Nigel DeYoung they were They were in a cage match somewhere, yeah. And some, you know, one thing happened to another. Hey, he'll, he can say he didn't see it. They all three walked into like a chicken coop and... <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are really small, aren't they? I think so. Oh, whatever. Like Yellow's a big man. Yeah. So, yeah, that that sucked. And that, that ruined a lot. Strangely, we played better. Like, strangely, we... we yeah, I mean, even, even in the second half, um, I brought this up on, on the Lars Hangout. Um, Portland seemed to be fine with just sitting back and mm-hmm. letting, the, letting the Galaxy come at them. Yeah. Diop had a couple great saves uh, after. But for the most part, Portland was kind of done. They, I mean, they were they were just living by the, by the counterattack, yeah. which they, they knew they can get on us. They scouted us. Yeah. They flat out scouted us. I mean, it it could have come it could have come back to bite in the mass because mm-hmm. we did have that like last minute Villarreal flick on header that mm-hmm. almost went in and fingertip saved. Yeah, but I mean it it's it worked. They, they you know they Bruce Arenas us you know they Bruce balled us. Caleb Porter like there you go. But we we got scouted and we got beat. We got out coached. We got, we got at least for the first thirty minutes or so we got outplayed real bad, real bad. But twenty last twenty five minutes or so in the game it was all us down a man. We were we were the only ones still playing soccer at this point. So yeah, I guess you'll take it. Could be worse. Uh, I guess stats wise, it's as worse as it's ever been. It's as bad <laughs> as it's ever been. Uh, what did I see? What was it? Um, uh, first time we've lost two games to start a season since two thousand and one, right? Right. And then first time we've lost, we've gone zero and two, where both games were at home, in the entire history of the team. Hey, we're making history. Kurt Anolfo said he wanted to take the team in a new direction. He's making history. He dude. has perfected. Record-setting coach. Kurt, hey, look. Klein said we were going, we were changing things. We're mixing things we're up. We're mixing things up, man. And you're absolutely mixing things up, coach. You know, pres- <laughs> president. Oh, making great decisions here. All right, so um, any fi- anything final on that game? You know what? Yeah, actually. I thought, and, I, you know, we give Kurt a ton of shit, but... 
I thought Kurt, outside of his Brian Rowe decision, I thought he did the best with what he had. And then it, even even taking that into account, it seems like the Brian Rowe decision kind of worked because the only goal we gave up, Rowe wouldn't have done anything. There was nothing he could have done to stop that. Right. Um, I thought he made the best of what he had available to him. Um, Geo continues to be a disappointment, uh, seemingly week in and week out. Um, we can talk about him in a little and we'll bit. We'll talk about him, yeah. Jao Pedro, again, another one, week in, week out. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping with Jao, it's just him getting acclimated to the league. I'm I'm hoping that's the case with Allison Dream. Yeah, for both I've, of them. I've kind of given up on, on Pedro because it's like simple things are hard. Like four-foot passes, five-foot passes. Um, yeah, and, you know, he his just defending is just weird. You know, he, he'll, um, he'll try to, you know, close down a man. You know, the man, the, the attacker has his back to him and he easily, the attacker gets one pass away or one touch and he's already around mm-hmm. John Pedro. Yeah. He's like, well, I thought your job is, the, is your job sit. is defense. Yeah, that's it. I don't I look, I don't need you to cross the ball. I don't need, I don't need any crazy. I don't need the little fuck. I still haven't looked it up. The was it Rabona or something like that where you're spinning and spinning around the Zantern. Um, I don't need any of those fancy things. I need you to. Stop counterattacks from happening. Yeah. Run back. Like basic shit. Like, Baggio Hussidic should never outrun you. Period. John Pedro, I'm a little, hmm. He uh, just it, he just gets turned so easily. So easy. Legit. great game. Looking for positives? Legit. great game. McBean, okay. Uh, he had a, a couple moments where he split two different defenders, uh, crossed the ball a little ahead of Gio, who probably should have dove for it, but... You know, his little injuries may have been the, the issue here. Yeah, we'll um, get into that. Garcia, best game best game I've seen Garcia have on G1, G2, preseason. We had that, you, we had that, little, had that little scary moment at the end, though, where he slipped on that uh, counterattack. Yeah, but he's, again, he slipped on a counterattack, and he got back He got back to break up the play. Yeah. Him and, him and Lejet get back to break up the play. The amount of hustle that that kid has. Janino, probably the last time I've seen someone that animated and that that engaged and that willing to put his body on the line. Like, that's a guy. Yeah, that's something like Sarvas hustle right there. That's a guy. Yeah, Sarvas more so than Janino. But that's a guy who's harks back to like MLS 1.0 of like, I am pa- I'm playing week by week for my paycheck. Right. And I you you bet your ass I'm going to go out there and earn it every fucking week. I, I mean, I am loving the job Rafa Garcia is doing. Defensively, he's playing great. Offensive offense needs to get worked on a little bit, but your whole career, to the to the best of my understanding, has been defensive. So I don't have huge expectations. Yeah, yeah. We again, we got to put him on that Sean Franklin. Don't go further than midfield, uh, kind of ruling. But I mean, overall, what, yeah, he was he that, was great. I suspect you know we, we've talked about it where you know this defensive line is is pretty bad as it is. It's not um, gelled together as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Why are we having both of our wing, our, our guys who are playing now? Wing, like the wing backs. Yeah. Where you have a guy, a rookie, mm-hmm. or G2 guy coming up who might not be acclimated to the speed of the league, the 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 strength of the league. And then you have Rafa Garcia on the other side mm-hmm. who is not going to be, he's getting used to this position where he's played four games now. You know, why are we having these guys constantly bombing up the sides? Yeah. And it's leaving us with huge gaps. It's the plan. Like it's the way we want to play so that when Rogers comes back, he can step for whatever fucking reason, he can step right into Garcia's spot and start bombing up and crossing the ball into a defender and then failing to track back. Uh, Cole, that's the way Cole's going to play. Uh, hopefully he's close to coming back, but overall I, I like what I've seen from Nathan Smith. I like what I've seen from Rafa Garcia. Again, strangely, I have a bigger issue with our regular starters and what they're doing than right. I have with the G two players. Right, right. And, and I, I guess, I guess to be fair, we've only given up three goals. Three goals. We could be Minnesota giving up twelve in two Ooh, games. It's cold like Minnesota. <laughs> the, the thing I'm worried about with us is our we're what we're two games in. Right. We failed to score from the run of play. Yeah. We had, and the one goal we do have, someone got suspended for us to get it. <laughs> that's like true. someone's yeah, that's doing true. time for us to get this penalty kick. Right. So that that's worrisome. But Gar- yeah, Garcia best game, legit best game. Um, uh, McBean, good enough. Uh, Geo not good enough again. Uh, uh, Jao Pedro not good enough. Husidic, fine. Uh, Alessandrini still not good enough. If we're being honest, Nathan Smith, uh, great development. Bradley Diallo. 
played really well in the time he was in. I mean, that's a that's a big fucking boy. Yeah. Um, I would I I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to you playing him over Steris. Um, Yella, at least a descent, you kind of got to get in control. But other than that, it's hard to fault him for the rest of his game. Uh, and Diop, well enough. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to get a lot of those guys who um, want to see Diop over Roe. Those people That's are gonna, stupid. Yeah. They're dumb. They're wrong. I think they're wrong as well. I think uh, Diop still makes the the odd decision he lets every the, couple. He doesn't catch half. the ball. That's weird. Like, it's a lot of, like, parry, or it's a lot of, like, parry and catch. Or he'll knock the ball to the ground, and then he'll scramble to get it. But seemingly, seemingly basic shots that you would expect Brian Rowe or, you know, let's not get crazy, but Jaime Pinedo to, like, catch. It's a lot of parries, which is going to lead to either a lot of corners or it's going to lead a lot. It's going to lead to a lot of rebound goals, both of which are going to hurt us. Right. So that's that's my major worry with Diop. Other than that, he he seemed fine. Um, I'm I just think Brian Rowe is fine. So I, I think it's a position to be one. I do agree with Kurt there, um, but I think it's, everyone in that organization knows that Brian Rowe is the number one. Mm-hmm. So so let's get into um, one of the another worrisome uh, aspects of the game. <laughs> There's so many. Uh, yeah. Another player getting hurt. And it's the star man. The the man of the hour. The Gio, big dude. Gio, big dog. Giovanni De Santos. Yeah. Um, you saw him kind of pull up in like about like halfway through the first half. I saw him yeah, I think it was like the fourteenth or fifteenth. Yeah. You saw him pull up a little bit. Um I think they waited. Um did they sub him Half, out halfway right halftime, right? Which probably they should have probably subbed him out sooner. But. He didn't do anything. I mean well, I mean, after the injury, you saw him drop off more. He wasn't running on balls. Uh, McBean was... Well, that, that McBean cross, I think Geo tries to dive in, or at least gets to there a little bit faster if he's not nursing an injury and trying to make it, you know, to halftime or through the game. Right. You got to give you got to give him this. When we're down, we're now down a man. We're down the captain. He's trying to play through this injury. Mm-hmm. And maybe they assess him at halftime. You know, he got us through to halftime without having having us burn a second sub, which you have to applaud him for. Um, but even when you're healthy, I mean, what are we, honestly, what are we getting out of them? Like, it's a, it's a lot of money and it's, and the team is built for you. What are we really getting? So I hope he, I hope it's not too bad because we're going to need him. Right. I mean, well, uh, yeah, I think I've had my fair criticism of him, of him disappearing for long stretches of the time, maybe doing too much, not trusting his other teammates. Yeah. And I, I think that has to do with a lot of, you know, just no chemistry. There, it, it looks like there's none. Yeah, yeah. I think you're you're spot on there. It looks like there's none. And sorry, yeah, you did you did correct me. There was another another injury reported by uh, our boy Kevin Baxter. Kevin Baxter, yeah. Um, saying Ja Pedro. Yeah, with a I think nursing his groin at near the end of the game. Sexy. Yeah, <laughs> that's hot. It's nice to see some part of him was working. Uh, yeah. If so, if Ja Pedro's down and Gio's down. God, what's going on? Are, is it is? I mean, I've never seen our team have so many injuries. It's karma for what we did to AJ. It is. I mean, I, he doesn't fix he doesn't fix all these problems. But imagine, but no, look, imagine if he, imagine what happens if they may if they uphold yellow suspension. So if they uphold yellow suspension, and Jao Pedro is down, and Gio is down, Jones comes back. Are you playing Jones in the midfield, or are you playing Bajo Usidic in the midfield again? You're probably playing Jones uh, at center back. You play Jones at center back. Yeah. You play Baggio next to Legette, and you, what, start Emma on the left? You got to give him a star, man. He's, right? he's deserved it. Yeah, and it's we're playing RSL. That's his team, dude. That's that's his team, and they're not good. So, I mean, I I, I guess, but it's... it's we can And we can go into the RSL. We're going to go into the RSL game a little later, but... We're so thin in all these injuries and these suspensions, and we're racking them the fuck up. Oh, get ready for Quickly. more. Get ready for more G two players. Man. Yeah, just that, and that's really all you can do. Just get prepare yourself, right? Which is how you. Sh- we've been yelling this all off season. People need to prepare themselves to to be paying for Galaxy one point five because that's what you're going to get every time a player goes down, every time a player is suspended, every time a player. This isn't even international duty. Something that these guys are going to eventually have FIFA dates. Look, Bruce Arena. I've I've heard from from. Uh, we'll say sources. Bruce Arena is huge on Sebastian Legette. He's going to get called. Jermaine Jones is going to get called. Jossie's artist when he's healthy is going to be called. 
These are players we're just going to lose throughout the year. It has nothing to do with suspension or injury, and we still have to fill their spot. Right. And G2 players, at least as of today, are the answer. Yeah, because, I mean, and also Gio's been, been called back up to the Mexican team. So, I mean, you have almost half your starters going to be, you know, if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, can get called back up. Yeah. So you're going to really rely on more, more, more Galaxy 2 players. I mean, what we got? We probably have Lasseter against RSL, Lasseter or Villarreal, and neither neither of them I'm hanging a hat on. If you're going with what they've been doing, it's probably going to be Lasseter. But again, we can go into RSL later. But I, I would say it's probably Lasseter yeah. to start. It's worry sometimes. It's worry. I mean, let's go into a little positive. Um, I don't have that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I want to talk about that viral video that the Galaxy had. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's it's it's. Um, what's that song called that they're using? Shooting Star. Yeah, bad something. But it's. I mean, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has has watched it by now. But it's using the the two dives from the game into this viral meme that's been going around. That's I don't even know how long it's old, but. Bag Bag Raiders. Bag Raiders. Shooting Stars by Bag Raiders. Which is honestly like a really good song. Yeah. Like I'm really digging that song. I can I can get into the instrumental. But it's so amazing. Yeah. And then they actually are, apparently the Galaxy are in trouble for that tweet. Like it was too mean. It's I so let me give you I'll give you the the rundown right now. Chris is visually visibly I'm visually ag- agitated and <laughs> And he can't, he's lost for words right now because he's like, I don't know. I'm visually dissenting. Yeah. Um, we followed the galaxy for a long time. Yeah. We've been involved in Lars leadership and, and Lars management for a long time, mm-hmm. which means we have to involve ourselves with the galaxy and how they choose to do things. Am I wrong in saying this is at least potentially the single best thing the galaxy digital department has ever released? 100%. It might be the single best thing any MLS digital department has ever released. It might be the funniest, most, oh, most, uh, I'm at a lot, I'm genuinely at a loss for words, um, relevant, most socially relevant right. thing for as all far my, as comedy. For all my criticisms of the, the social media team yeah. with their whole trying to be like hip, like Justi- using, and justified, using shit like lit and fire and Rolling all that. Pizzas oh, and God damn. This is legit one of the funniest things. It was I've comedy. Seen. Yeah. It was fucking Comedy. I mean, as as of when we checked earlier, they were at thirty two thousand retweets. And I was saying that's easily probably the most since Beckham's been here. Yeah, easily, even I mean, maybe even more. Be more. Yeah. yeah, it might genuinely be more. Yeah, but thirty two thousand retweets, forty thousand likes, for an MLS soccer page, right. like for an MLS Twitter page, you were getting global coverage. You're at least getting nationwide coverage of this one video. And MLS and their infinite, infinite fucking stupidity want to smack it down. Right. And they want to smack it down, and I, I, I'm guessing they want to smack it down, be, not because they're being mean, but because they're highlighting the incompetence of their referees. They're highlighting. Look, he dove, he dove, and you failed to fucking catch it. And not just, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna walk the, uh, we're not gonna tow the company line and say, hell, your refs are great. Oh, your refs never miss anything. No, no, no. We're gonna openly make fun of two divers that got nothing, and your disciplinary committee have yet to say anything about it. Have yet to open the to open a fucking war. Dave Romney, we we were already talking about Dave Romney getting suspended by the end of that night for his dive, yeah. and you haven't said word fucking one about either one of these clear cut dives. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna highlight it and we're gonna mock it because you're des- you deserve to be mocked for the bullshit you're peddling. Apparently, MLS is all upset about it. Panties in a bunch. Even even some of like the the digital people have had to come out and like apologize for this shit. Yeah. It's so fucking it's bad. Stupid. So bad. And look, hold on to correct that statement because we are we are friend we're on at least friendly terms with a lot of the people in digital. We yeah. don't know that anyone has had to come out and say. Anything. Oh yeah, I should. Yeah, probably. Should. We know that they have. They have. And and it seems like they've had to come out and apologize for the tweet. It's what's wrong with MLS. It's why MLS makes it hard for you to like MLS because they're now they want to be the NFL so badly. They want to be this powerhouse so fucking badly. Just it's funny. Well, they're they're following the no fun league tag it's, that they've been getting. At, look, forget about whether they're highlighting dives. Forget about whether they're highlighting your refs. Forget about whether they're being mean to another uh, team in the league. It's funny. 
Right. It's getting engagements. It's getting traction. People are watching it and sharing it and talking about your league and talking about something funny in your league. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Because people are going to see this like, what is this LA Galaxy? What is this? Or they play in the soccer league. That's MLA. Oh, what's this? That's that's potential eyes that you've never seen before. Or people who have never even, don't even know what your league is. Don't even know what this is. It's just dumbfounding. They're like, no, cut it down. Yeah. Any any creativity that these people have is like no shut it down. But it's MLS like it's they just wanted to be cookie cutter. It, well, they want they want us to eat their bullshit, and they want us to smile about it. And I I hope the gal I honestly hope the galaxy take whatever the punishment is, whatever the punish a fine whatever nonsense they have us do, and I hope they leave the tweet. I I I would love if I would love it if someone who's running the galaxy Twitter account. Takes that tweet and hits retweet and plays it again. Right. Post it one more time. Change an angle. Pick a different song. Do it again. Fuck them. Stick. What the hell are they going to do to you? You're the biggest team in their country. Really? really? What are they going to do? Yeah. If, if they come out and find you, it's going to get out there. They're going to take, they're... They're gonna take $10,000 of, of Uncle Phil's Nazi gold. Move the fuck on. Yeah. Wait. Technically, if they find the galaxy, isn't it just They're finding themselves. Money? Yeah. It's profit sharing. <laughs> Robert Kraft is going to get pissed off because he's got to pay $1,000 of the Galaxy's fine. Right. Ugh, this league. It's infuriating. Oh, I got called a MLS fanboy and annoying on Twitter the other day. You got called an MLS fanboy? Yeah. I That's, mean, it's true. But yeah, guess you're wearing a Galaxy sweater yeah. that you traded a scarf for. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, I mean, um, he compared us to Barcelona fans, which is weird. Like, they're, he says we're equally as annoying. Sure. F- fuck you. <laughs> like... I really. This is the thing. Uh, Wait, to, where go, is this guy from? I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on a uh, social media tent. Oh, he's like a Detroit fucking asshole. Whatever. Uh, Detroit FC, whatever. No, I don't even know if he's a soccer fan, but apparently he is. He's following Kevin Baxter and shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, if no. he's from Detroit, isn't he more terrified of getting stabbed walking home or something? Maybe he can go buy a house for like a dollar. <laughs> but no, I mean, to go on a tangent, like I, I find myself like wanting to to engage with these people. And then I'm going to click, you know, retweet at this person or, or to quote it and, and tweet back at them. Mm-hmm. But I just don't give a shit. Yeah. Do what people do for me. They just tag me in the conversation and let me go eviscerate them. Right. I mean, that's I, I got nothing but time. I was just going to send him like a, um, what was it from uh, The Sound of Music where she's spinning. And <laughs> look, at all, look at all these fucks I don't all give. All the fucks that are, that are floating in the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's my little tangent. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? Isn't that special? So what's up next, Edward? Attendance. Oh my God. Low, low, low. So again, I saw. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even mention. I saw this. Uh, the game at a shitty pizzeria mm-hmm. in downtown Las Vegas in a shitty hotel. It was the most depressing. I think I've. I've like the most depressive. Pressing setting I think I've ever watched a Galaxy game at. Yeah. And it was a shitty game. And it was a shitty game. <laughs> well, you know, it 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 having been there, I think a lot of people took your lead. Uh because it was even for a Sunday, it was pretty bare. Oh, it looked like no one was there. So the re- reported number that I saw was 20,982. Lies. Uh that was a lie. Yeah. That is a lie. There's no way it was close to that. And isn't it, it's just sad now that we're resorting to like Chivas USA, met, uh, you know, method, methods where we have to lie about our, our attendance. Just come, just be fucking real. Be like, look, it was a light game. It was 14,000 people. Yeah. I, I mean, I heard 14,5. Um, having been there is probably fair. Um, well, I mean, well, there's a reason that we've given, right, that the, they, these uh, teams pad their numbers. Yeah, I mean, the reason given is, you know, it's just, saying that you had 14,000 people when you were, this was the only thing you had to do in Los Angeles sports-wise. Right. makes you look pretty Where shitty. half your stadium is empty. But, I mean, lying by like 6,000, 6, I mean, that's a huge number. Even if you've only sold 14,000 and you gave away the other tickets, that's fine. But then we need to broach the topic of why you're giving away 6,000 tickets to your second game of the season. And especially if I'm still paying $500 for these tickets. Ding. Like, it's the issue that's come up with Klein a lot. Where's the demand? 
Where is I saw on the Galaxy Facebook page. Where's the demand, and especially for you raising the prices? Yeah, the Galaxy Facebook page. Uh, uh, John Arias from the ACB brought it up. He said, I spoke to Klein, and I said, well, what are you going to do about low ticket numbers, low attendance numbers? And, and Chris's response was, you guys didn't sell the ACB out for the home opener. And it's like, okay, well, one, that is not an answer to my question. Period. Right. Two, it is not my fucking job to sell that stadium out. Now, it is somebody's job. Perhaps you should go be a snarky asshole with them, but it's not my job to sell the tickets to your fucking team. The, I would imagine the answer should be, well, we should speak to Dan Beckerman about why the president of his club consistently fails to sell the stadium out. Now, I've, I've heard from, from ticket reps their expectation is for the rest of the season to be, you know, to be much more profitable, to be, you know, more full. You and I have consistently said we base all of our opinions on what is currently happening. If something changes in the future, then our opinion will change on that. But I cannot take your word that you were going to sell out 25000 or whatever the, the stadium is for the rest of the season or next week or in three weeks or whenever the next home game is based on your assumption that you're going to sell it out, given especially you just told me that 20,000 people were in the stadium when they're at, you will not find a fan that was there on Sunday that would tell you 20,000 people were in that building. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's a crock of shit. I mean, and you have, I mean, we didn't discuss, discuss it last week about the home opener, but you have, I mean, the first time I, that I remember mm-hmm. where you don't have a sellout at a to home opener. Season, yeah. yeah. Wasn't this the point of Geo? I mean, it was the point of Galaxy being the biggest team in MLS, right? Are we? Is that how we? I mean, is that how we operate today? I mean, if you if you ask anyone outside of uh, North America, probably you get that answer. I I would say people outside of North America know us more. Right. I think our we have more name recognition. But what about us is the best right now? Oh, I'm not saying we are. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not defending that point. I'm, Don't I'm come at me that. like that. Yeah, but that's—I mean—that's the thing. Attendance is down. Uh, fan engagement is probably down. Uh, the play on the field is down. We're zero and two at home to start a to start a season for the first time, ever. Ever. I mean, I, I'm all for growing pains, but this this is again, and it's the thing we've been harping on for for weeks now. This is a concentrated effort by the people who run the who run the organization. And the decisions that they've made have helped put us in this position. And it just it just reminds me of that uh, that meme where it, the the dogs at the bar and the whole place is on fire. This is it's fine. Like, this is fine. This is fine. That's the, the galaxy mentality. That's the galaxy epitomized right there. Yeah. This is fine. Everything around them is on fire, and then it's like, no, it's fine. This is fine. You're overreacting. It's early. You're right. right. It's early. It's early. And early, you have zero points from two home games. And early, you've. T- juggled suspensions and injuries and don't really have the players to, to fill those spots. It's early and your attendance is down and it's early and your prices are up, but it's early. It's Luckily early. I get to keep doing this. Yeah. So there's $8 lemonades at your stadium. There's Jaime bought it. Jaime bought a lemonade for $8 only to find it. Apparently you can get this like big ass ice cream Sunday thing for eight bucks was furious for the rest of the game. It was <laughs> awesome. Like, Motherfucker. I could have an ice cream. That's I think that's literally a sentence that came out of his mouth, but it's early. So we'll just, Keep acting like there's no problems because it's early. Yeah, I'll spend spend a uh, fifteen dollars on a tall boy of Corona mm-hmm. and pay twenty bucks for parking, but yeah, it's early. So. Yeah, whatever. I guess that's fine. All right, <laughs> God, this is so depressing again. We're back to being like really depressive. I get, I got one super quick positive. Oh yeah, go. The response when Yellow Van Dom went off uh, for his red card from the the crowd was van fucking tastic. Not just Lars, not just the ACB, the entire stadium got on their feet and applauded that dude off. And he like looked up and you could see he appreciated it. And then he kicked the shit out of an ad board and everyone was scared and got quiet. <laughs> but like the fan reaction, given how we typically are, you know, as far as engagement is, is concerned and we're, we struggle with that here. Um, seeing everyone recognize one, it's bullshit that this guy's getting sent off. And two, this is our leader. This is our captain. This is the guy he's walking off. You let him know that you got his fucking back. And everyone in that building let that guy know they had his fucking back. That's awesome. And it was it was amazing. And yeah, I loved it. I don't think you got that if you watched it from from home. No, but it was like it was a loud kind of swelling roar that you you heard from the the fan base as this guy's walking off. Right, and right. Lars did the JVD and all that, and it was it was kind of great. That's awesome, dude. Anything else before we uh, move on? No, I'm good. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little RSL. We can win this one. 
I don't know if we can win it. We can draw this one. <laughs> I think I think we could get our, our first point yeah. from this game. They lost two nothing to Chicago, who is supposed to be terrible. So I, it's it's there to be had. Yeah. It's just a matter of it. One, it depends on who we have. It depends on if Emma, uh, if Emma scores another uh, brace for us. It yeah. It if if Emma gets the start, I I think it would be. He has to start. Has to. He has to start. I mean, just he's just he's just deserved it. I mean, with with his play in the last two games. Well, I was saying he has to start because Jao Pedro's out and Gio's probably out, but <laughs> he has to start. I think he has to start. Um, hopefully, Yellow's back. Um, it's there. I'm worried if it's McBean Lassiter. I'm even worried if it's McBean. We're, Galaxy Two is going to this game. Right. That's where we're at right now. Right, right. Galaxy 2 is going to this game. What, Galaxy 1.5. Galaxy 1. Galaxy 1.5 is headed to RSL. It's away at Rio Tinto. That's going to be tough. Um, I'll rip your hand off for a point, if I'm honest. It's the saddest moment as a Galaxy fan. It's so fucking depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing. We're like, I really, really wish we could just get a point into this game. But you know, in fairness, if you ask me, what? It's 2017. If you asked me five years ago if I'd rip your hand off for a point at Rio Tinto, I'd say yes. Yeah, we've always been that way. Granted, we were both good back then. Yeah. Now we're both shitty, and I'll rip your hand off for a point. But you know, if we can, if we can go into to RSL and and God, we're gonna lose that game. <laughs> we're gonna lose that game. But look, I th- I think uh, I think we can if we you know who knows if if uh, Yella gets. You know that upheld, the suspension yeah. upheld or, or, or repealed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have Jones back. We'll have Romney back. Harris um, will still play though. Yeah, but I think still you have that that leadership still coming back or still there. I felt little. like that was missing in a big bad way on Sunday. So we'll so see. we'll get that back. We'll, we'll we see. should hopefully we'll have the captain and the vice captain back. Yeah, we should, we'll at least have the vice captain back. Um, also, I was disgusted to find out Daniel Starris is the third vice captain, yeah, or the second weird. vice captain, weird. over Rafa Garcia, who is not just a better player, but seems like more of a leader. I mean, over legit. Well, Rafa Garcia was yelling at Starris. <laughs> I mean, granted, I, I'm scared of, of Rafa Garcia, and I justifiably so. Everyone in this room is scared of Rafa Garcia. But I feel like you're gonna get cut by that dude. That you know, that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Um, I feel like he would stab me at Dodger Stadium for something I did. Like he he has that that aura about him. Him and a couple of his buddies would. Jump you and then leave you in a coma. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, our, I, I think we'll lose, but it's there. We can do it. Right. I, I think it's possible, but it's possible because they're, they're so they're bad. They're bad. They're so bad. <laughs> but they're so ba- bad. It's going to be the battle of the bads. But they're so bad at home, and we're seeing a team that's lacked chemistry and lacked leadership away for the first time uh, under a coach that doesn't appear to be motivating them very well. So it'll be an interesting game. Uh, hopefully, we can get something out of it. Do we go zero and three? Does Kurt survive zero and three? Does Kurt does Kurt survive having having the support of any of the fans that are still supporting him at zero and three? Um, I don't think he loses his job. I don't think he, I don't think he'll go this year without losing his job. I have him at the All Star break. I don't see him losing this job. That's horrifying. I don't see him losing his job until the end of the end of the season, if we don't make the playoffs or we barely squeak by in the playoffs. Well, we're not. I don't think we're making the playoffs. So it doesn't matter. I think we can still do it. It depends on on summer how, signings. Yeah, how the guys how the guys uh, come back from uh, injuries and and whatnot. All right, wrap us up, Ed. Get us out of here. All right. Um. So you can find me on Twitter and at Instagram on Instagram at Ed the Zombie Thirteen. You can find us on Twitter at Riot Squadcast. Please go like and retweet our stuff. Uh, go to Facebook, search Riot Squadcast. Please like our page, share all our, uh, all our posts. Uh, Chris, where they can find you at, dude? You can find me on uh, just about all the social medias at ZeroCool138. And if, if for anyone who's ever like, oh, where do I email you? ZeroCool138 at gmail.com. Don't send him emails. He's going to ask you for like dick pics and stuff. Why can't it be boot pics? Why is why am I asking people for dick pics? So, um, and you can also go. I and don't rate, want dick pics. You can also go and rate and review us on, on iTunes. Don't please send me that. dick pics. <laughs> please give us a five star review. Um, if you give us a review, you know we usually read them out here. So I'm changing my email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Anything else, man? No, it's good to be back. Five six two, bro. Represent. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. One or, love. Listen to us next week. Whatever.
Thank you.